Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Pagans Tonight Radio Network, the voice of the pagan world. Pagans Tonight is sponsored by Witchschool.com, your anyone, anytime, anywhere magical education. You're listening to Pagans Tonight. Pagans unite on Pagans Tonight. Many paths, one network. For over five years, we've been the place to connect with the best, brightest, and most trusted voices in the pagan world. Every night is Pagans Tonight. Good evening, good morning, good night, good second breakfast, wherever you are, whenever you are. My name is Laura Gonzalez, and I'd like to welcome you to tonight's Lunatic Mondays, Lunes Lunaticos, the very first and only bilingual show for Pagan Tonight Radio Network, um, sponsored obviously by Wishcool.com. We thank you for listening and for being here tonight. And tonight we have a new band, people I never met. I don't know who they are. Now, of course, I know who they are. They morph, they change, they evolve, and they are on their new incarnation. And I'm so happy to have them tonight. Uh, by bad. Mining Company um, is the Midwest Masters of Original Classic Rock Folk Blues Fusion. It's a fresh, fresh musical take on the concept of liberty. Bad River takes its influences from so many sources, the Grateful Dead, CSN, and Tom Petty, and the Heartbreak, as well as Fleetwood Mac with Peter Green, um, John Fogarty, and so many more. With that visual in mind, they come across as honest, diverse, refreshing, and magical. Brad Murphy has distinguished himself as a versatile songwriter, arranger, and guitarist, I'm sorry, original songs such as uh, Shattered Dreams and Hedge Rider show his versatility as a songwriter. Others such as Uncle Chronic and Doing the Taekwondo Do. Give us insights into his twisted sense of humor. Brad is a byproduct of Northwestern College Conservatory, where he studied classical composition and conducted. On brass, Baudrand, Jembe, and mandolin is Teresa Frank. Her voice leads a silky texture to Bad River's haunting harmonies. Music has always been part of Teresa's life, starting when she was a tiny girl. Singing, dancing, or playing, it was always there. Teresa plants a garden in the springs and then ignores it because she's on the road. David Minnick plays guitar, banjo, mandolin, and percussions and has performed with many bands in the Eau Claire, Wisconsin area. He is heavily influenced by Delta Blues and classic rock. His lead guitar work on Waiting for John Barleycorn will have you on your feet and moving. Dave also composes and models his music musical influences from several genres. His favorite guitarists uh, range from David Gilmore to B.B. King to Manny Carlton. Welcome tonight, uh, Brad and Teresa from Bad River Mining Company. And my question, my first question is going to be, do every band that you have has to have a tongue-twisting name? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Laura. Nice to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love you. I adore you. 
I am so happy that you guys are here tonight and oh, this new adventure. And uh, well, you know, but this first but, radio but interview we've done since we since we formed Bad River. Yours is the awesome. first. You're my yes, first. I have exclusive. Yes, I'm, I'll be gentle, honey. Um, <laughs> so the thing, the thing is, really, seriously. I am an ESL person, okay? English is my second language. And uh, the other band who shall not be named, of course we're going to name uh, Well, I'm not going to name it because he was a song twister. And now uh, with Bad River Mining Company, I'm like, again? <laughs> really, Brad? <laughs> and I'm glad to hear because I, I, for some reason I think it was your idea. Both of them. Am I right? Yeah. Well, Laura, it's bad liver, bad liver, bad liver, bad river. In a couple more years, maybe. Yeah, bad, bad river mining company for legal purposes, but you can just call us bad river. Yes. Is that easier, uh, bad? Bad river. Yeah, yeah. It's totally. I don't know why. um, I seriously, I don't know why there are things obviously that are easier for me to say. I guess when I get used to certain things. Um, but there are certain things that I like really struggle and that combination is really like, whoa. And so was, uh, the prior name of the prior band. So, so I've been planning for months to tell you this, that, uh, that it had to be a tongue twister again. Uh, it's <laughs> fantastic. I'm, I'm great that How you guys you- are here. How would you say river in Spanish? Yeah, but bad river. Uh, Rio Malo. Is that easier to say? Uh, it kind of doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, well, we'll stick with bad river. And uh, okay. So, but anyway, we're just I'm, I'm to work with you here. Yeah, honey. we're working with you here. <laughs> Uh, I'm blessed that you guys are here, and thank you for being your first official interview, official appearance as Bad River. So tell us, uh, while you were here last year, and a lot of things had happened, obviously. Uh, We miss you dearly on Facebook, Brad. Right. Thank you. Thank you. We know you've you've been doing your thing, and then among other things was this transformation. So... Can you tell us a little bit about what you all been doing in all this time? Um, yes, I can. We've been um, sitting back, relaxing. We've been on the road for ten years. Ten. And wow. it was time to break. There were some changes coming down the pike, and it was it, it was time to just um, take a mental health break, <laughs> so to speak. Um, which is what we did. We uh, we can't stay out of the music forever, so we have formed a new band. We've been writing new music, um, working with Dave, and uh, Dave's wonderful. He would be here tonight, but right now we've got about between 10 and 12 inches of snow, and it's still snowing. It's a blizzard. Uh, it's whiteout conditions, so driving is not advisable. So he's at home wow. with his family. Yeah, so it's it's... <laughs> Unfortunate that you can't meet him tonight. But did you see well, his picture? I, yeah, and I will oh, uh, reserve my opinion. <laughs> yeah, isn't <laughs> he gorgeous? 
Uh, oh yes. my goodness. <laughs> so yeah. He yeah. he only shaved his beard to take those pictures. Ah. Normally Dave always has this beautiful big bushy full beard. Actually it's not bushy, he keeps it very well groomed. Yeah. Yeah. But he's that good looking, Laura. Part of the reason he keeps a beard is because if he doesn't he gets hit on and that makes his wife uncomfortable. So he keeps his beard. Wow. Well, yeah, I the fifth, and I, I obviously respect every. I'm married, so I respect every man that is married. But you know, yeah, he's yeah. a kitty. But yeah. also yeah. very talented. I mean, I I have a chance to hear some of the, the first wave of um, songs that you all send me, and you know, you you sound better than ever. So we're yeah. really looking forward to see you when you go on tour and when you start doing your thing in the summer. But the other thing I wanted to ask you, uh, Teresa, because yeah. to me it's hilarious, because I do the same thing about the garden. I don't have a space for a garden. So I buy pots, and I plant things, and then summer comes, and then that's it. I don't know what happened. I, I hope the animals eat whatever I plant, because <laughs> I don't get to see anything. So my question is, when you were kind of like taking it easy this year, did you actually send to your garden? <laughs> no. <laughs> Laura, Go ahead, you answer, Teresa. Laura, I, I I totally killed the front yard. Killed it. Growing in our front yard was buckthorn, noxious weeds, poison ivy, and daylilies. And crown vetch. And crown vetch. Yep. I kept some of the daylilies. Definitely kept the crown vetch. It's an indigenous border plant. Our our front yard is is these wonderful huge pine trees. But I've I've been trying to take care of the that weed problem out front organically, and it just you know I finally said forget it. And Chuck went and bought me I don't know 30 gallons of Roundup, and 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 it's all dead. She killed everything <laughs> except the trees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're starting over. Well, you know, I when I I say I buy I get buckets and I plant little things because you know I plant cilantro and uh, I had a root plant which is I use for magic and uh, um, I don't know little like green peppers, red peppers, uh, little cherry tomatoes and you know I had zucchini because my tortoise loves zucchini and loves the leaves from the zucchini. Oh, so awesome. I think he ate a couple. He ate a couple of leaves. From the zucchini, but then after that, I don't know what happened. And Did he get stoned? Just... No, the zucchini uh, died. Oh, it was a yeah, bad year. Died. Yeah, no, it was a I bad year, so. Laura. It was um, gardens did not thrive. Tomatoes, you were lucky to get four or five off a plant. Yeah, just it was not a good year. I think it was, you know, global and warming. It, on I the guess. other hand. Yeah, on the other hand, my stepdaughter decided to plant uh, cucumbers, and she was giving us like a bag with 10 cucumbers every week, and we're like, what were we going to do with this? <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you can only eat so many cucumbers in the summer. But anyway, uh, well, so friends let's came go home ahead. with bags of tomatillos, so I made a big batch of pico de gallo with tomatillos. That was delicious. <sighs> Awesome. And do you know, yeah. Laura, do you know why people in small towns keep their car doors locked at harvest time? 
just so people don't put fruit and vegetables in their car. Exactly, <laughs> so they don't come back to a car full of tomatoes and, and zucchinis. <laughs> That is a wonderful life. I would love to have that. That wouldn't happen here in Chicago. Definitely not. Um, yeah. But anyway, nah. You will keep the door and they will take the car, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. all. Yeah. yeah. So and that, anyway. That and right? depending on your neighborhood, Laura, you should get your soil tested. If you're in an older area that has been urban for a long time, you do need to wor worry about the lead content in your soil. So hearing that you're, you're gardening in pots, that makes me very happy. Yeah. When I do, which is not really much because, you know, we're bursting <laughs> of a feather, honey. But anyway, <laughs> uh, going, going a little bit serious if we can, which I okay. really doubt with you two. Because uh, <laughs> the three of us together, man... I guess this oh, shows oh, the laughter, the whole show. But anyway, uh, so anyway, you took a year off, or you took some time off, and yeah. music called you back again. Uh, back how did again. you get together? Yep. How did you get together with David? How did Bad River begin? Tell us the um, whole gossip about it. Bass, uh, our former bass player, Chef is the one that introduced us to Dave and uh about, when, about 15 years ago. Yeah, well, yeah, the first time. The first time about 15 years ago. And then um so we knew Dave. Yeah. And then Chef brought Dave over one day to jam. Mhm. Mm and the way that Brad and Dave connected um musically, it was tangible. You could, I just we, the the magic that happened was just mm -hmm. so much fun and so amazing. So uh, then Chef has left the band, um, and he went back out to uh, you know, to Oregon, and uh, and we kept we got custody of Dave. <laughs> and that Dave is so cool. <laughs> yeah. That is. Uh, and awesome. Dave, and go ahead. Dave and Brad's songwriting. Um, they play off of each other. It's it's the, the springboards, and then I come in and I'm a closer. Yeah. 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 A real re reality check. It's like, yeah, that's really cool. But how are we going to do that on stage with the three of us? <laughs> <laughs> I can play either the bass or the drums. Actually, we've got her doing a lot more bass uh, now in. In Bad River, then uh, she, she's still doing djembe, baldrin, and all of that, um, but getting her off percussion and onto more strings, which has really been fun. But I tell you, my djembe is a lot. E my djembe is a lot easier to carry than that bass amp. Yeah, has been difficult for you to kind of like transition, or has it come natural? kind of come natural, Laura, because bass is percussion. Bass guitar is a percussion instrument. So I come to it from that style of playing a rhythm, whereas people that come to the bass from a guitar struggle with it more because they want to do too much. They play the bass like it's a guitar, and it's not a guitar. It is a rhythm instrument. Yes, you can play some really badass riffs. Awesome riffs. Oh, hey, yeah, 
but but that's that's what I bring is is more of a, a rhythm foundation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the tr- so, and, and and I also play the mandolin, and the mandolin and the bass um, have are tuned the same. No, they're not. Except upside down. <laughs> they're, they're, they both. <laughs> They're both E A D G, but, but the other one is E A D G and D E A G or right. whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, Excuse right. me, oh my language. Did you really say that? <laughs> oh no. F C C. Call the F C C. If it's a we low E, the... I'm on the. If it's a high E, I'm on the mandolin. <laughs> we don't have a five second delay in this show. Just F Y I. Morning. I apologize. That was really awful. I sincerely repent of my language. And, and Please you just made Teresa spit her tea. Please forgive me for offending anybody's ears who might be listening. I do humbly ask for your forgiveness. And, and, and I just have one thing to add. Damn it. <laughs> right? Uh, I think people know by now that Lunatic Monday's motto is anything can happen. Well, and you know. And we have had. You, yep. you called two lunatics on a Monday, so. Yep, yep. Mm. <laughs> and uh, and I think I have sore more times on the show also, so don't worry about it. Um, and But anyway, I want us to start listening to your music. And I know, Brad, you were very passionate about this song before. I know you're still very passionate about it. And I want to I want to ask you to please uh, tell us the story behind it because it's a beautiful beautiful song. Uh, Daylight comes again. Um, oh, you one. when you yeah, tell, us, tell us everything. Yeah. Yes, please. Daylight is a song of hope. The whole thing is written to be an impetus to hope that things will get better. The problem is we find so much angst in, a, in in so much music today, so much depression and bad things are going to happen and you know what ha- what have you that it's it's important not to lose hope. It's important not to lose that sense that things will get better. Um that's that's what it was all about. That's why we always ended our shows with Daylight Comes Again. And today we're going to actually begin the show with Daylight Comes Again. Uh, but before we go anywhere, I want to tell you, Teresa, a comment from the chat room. My dear friend B says, I'm not worried about their language. After all, I'm fluent in English, sarcasm, and swearing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a sailor! Right, I'm telling you, the peace, peace in a pod here and Lunatic Mondays. Anyway, <laughs> without without further ado, uh, we're gonna listen to Bad River Mining Company with Daylight like Comes Again, and we'll be back with more here on Lunatic Mondays.
listening to Pagan Tonight. Pagans unite on Pagan Tonight. Many paths, one network. For over five years, we've been the place to connect with the best, brightest, and most trusted voices in the pagan world. Every night is Pagan Tonight. And we're back here live on Lunes Lunaticos, Lunatic Mondays, the very first and only bilingual show for Pagan Tonight Radio Network, um, sponsored by Witchcool.com, of course. And we're here with Brad and Teresa chatting about Bad River. And for those who didn't hear the uh, joke at the beginning of the show was, why is the name has to be uh, <laughs> such a problem for me? Anyway, uh, where where do you came up with the name? And I was kidding at the beginning of the show, but I really am curious because, um, you know, the, wh- when you pick something to be your name, to be how people is going to identify you as. There has to be a lot of passion. There has to be a great reason. There has to be some evolution of the soul. And I know I'm being very philosophical here, but where the name come from? There has to be a story behind it. Evolution of the soul. And I know I'm being very philosophical here, but where the name come from? There we go. Are you there? Laura? I'm here. Yeah, I'm okay. here. You probably have the, um, I don't know what happened. Do you have the chat room open? No, actually? that's on our end. That's on our end. Oh. And I just wanted to let you know that you do have a five-second delay. I see. <laughs> that is odd. Anyway, um, yeah, um, I never knew okay. that. So where did the name come from? We were, I was, we were uh, inspired by a place up in northern Wisconsin. Uh, We had gone camping last summer with a couple of friends. And looking out over the river, watching the cascades cutting through the rocks, uh, this, this really strange rusty color to the water, which is normal for that water. It's very peat, a lot of peat. And it's called, and it's on the Bad River. And I was just inspired by the name. Uh, Copper Falls on the Bad River. It's Copper Falls. And it really does have a copper color to it. When they were first exploring the area, they were up there looking for copper. They were sure, positive, that they were going to find copper because of the color of the water. And no fault they found. You know what you find in Wisconsin? Mud. Peat and cranberries. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right. So yeah, and, that, uh, was, that was was inspired by that just that immediate connection to Bad River, and I wanted to I wanted to use that as the name of the band. Awesome. And yeah, it rolled so, off, okay, you. <laughs> yeah, it just really rolled off the tongue so easily, and and it just fit. And it was like this light bulb went off, and it was like, okay, we found the na- the name. Yeah. So I know I'm thing. jumping. I'm hey, jumping on the timeline. Laura, you said I'm sorry. Go ahead. You said it's a tongue twister for you. It was at the beginning. Yeah, the first 2,500 times that I say it, and then today <laughs> when I presented you, yeah. It just sort of rolled I'm, off line. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, is your natural language true? My natural language is is like the person in the chat room, sarcasm. (laughs) 
there you go. That, that's who. That's my first language. That was B in the chat room. Oh, was it? Yes. Oh. yes. Hey, how do I get to the chat room? Uh, you will have to open the the link for the show, but I will recommend you don't do it because then we're going to have even more trouble with the communication because okay. it will start okay. playing the yeah it will start playing the the actual audio that goes out to our listeners and it just uh, does that echo thing like like we just did earlier which was yeah. very very. Uh, but anyway, I know I'm jumping all over the timeline here. Um, from the name to you met David and you started jamming, when did you all decide, okay, you know what, it's time to get the band form and start playing again? Uh, when did you started? When did you decided that Mercy's was no more and you needed to take a time off? So what's kind of like the timeline in between those two? Everybody progresses. Everybody evolves in their minds, in their hearts, um, in their creativity. And the longer you hang on to something um, when you're not supposed to anymore, that's when you get a lot of tension. That's when you get a lot of problems. Um, But if you follow your heart and if you follow your creativity the way you're supposed to, there are new things that are going to open up. And uh, I, I'm not saying that there was tension in the band. I'm saying that 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 can happen. What I am getting at is that um, we needed to, all of us needed to move in different directions musically. Uh, Teresa and I needed to move uh, in a direction that, we never really had mm-hmm. before. Um, Jeff was really into ragtime. Into ragtime. And, and I'm not. You know, <laughs> tell you a funny story about our first bass player. Hmm. Um, very first bass player we had with Murphy's Midnight Rounders. Dear, dear friends. We love them both. Uh, but in the space of six months, he got married, got promoted at his job, they got pregnant, and they bought a house. And he called me up, and he's hemming and hawing, and, he, you know, something's got to give I, because I got all of this stuff going on, and I'm just letting him hang himself <laughs> uh, in, in that phone call. And I finally said, Nick, you don't even like folk music. You only do this because you love us. You're a metalhead. <laughs> and he started to laugh. And blush. Yeah, but... That's where he needed to go, and and the weak link in that was the music with us. He is very happy. He's he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. Still a part of our lives. Still a part of our lives. We love them and dearly. Their kids. And yeah. the kids. Um. So, you know, it's yeah. it, it's a matter of of moving in the direction that your heart says you're supposed to. We committed ourselves to this path, this musical path, over a dozen years ago. Yeah. And we are still as passionate today as we were then. The challenge for us is is to remind ourselves to do something that is not music-related. Yeah. So that we can talk about something besides music. Something other than 145 progressions. (laughs) (laughs) 
And I totally uh, can rely and understand you guys because there are times I need to force myself not to work. And mm-hmm. the the show, the Lunatic Monday show is my baby. We do this. We volunteer our time. All of our all of the people on Pagans Tonight Radio Network volunteer their time. Right. And I do this show bilingual uh, on my own. So I, you know, have to do, I'm the crazy person that programs shows. I'm booking September now. Um, um, yes, I'm that, I'm that passionate about it. And, <laughs> but Laura, that's the wonderful thing that has happened with the internet. One truly wonderful thing is that it has expanded what used to be community radio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now it is much more accessible. You don't have to have access to a, to a radio station to have community or, you know, um, independent programming. Mm-hmm. So podcasts yes. are absolutely wonderful. Yeah. yeah, they are. And But there are times that I need to remind myself, you know, you need to, like, knit something or watch, TV, watch a movie or... Stop yeah. talking about tarot and work and presentations or the show, because it's but, like a broken record. That is, that's the that's my like one mind track, and I can relate. On you need to pull away from it is your passion, it is your vocation, but there are other things in life, you know, and and I can totally relate on that, you know, with you guys. One thing that that we need to understand about about being pagan is that we are not one-dimensional. We are not focused. Our whole thinking is not involved in, in just being one pagan. thing, in, in just being pagan. We, we draw from so many other interests, and we draw that into that pagan perspective. But we, we need to have... That those outside interests, we need to have that mental health time, mm-hmm. if you will, that emotional release, um, the things that make us feel better. Oh, especially if if you're doing like tarot, Laura. If you don't get yourself freshened up, my goodness, I bet your tarot readings just they would start sounding the same. Right? <laughs> yeah. And, and, so and, speaking. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to ask, speaking of being pagan, obviously, with Murphy, the songs were very pagan-oriented. Um, yes. Has that changed, or is Bad River also going to have a very heavily pagan theme to their songs? Um, there are going to be some pagan overtones. There are going to be some things in in the lyrics that uh, only pagans may understand. <laughs> um, Crossover. Yeah. Crossover songs, Laura. But because we are not one-dimensional beings, we have mm-hmm. other interests. And so we can bring that into, we can bring paganism into that experience and bring that experience into paganism. You know, a prime example is, is Rhiannon, the song by Fleetwood Mac, by Stevie Nicks. Um, she is, she's pagan. And... Um, you know, to have uh, an internationally known band like Fleetwood Mac doing that song, it brought a lot of understanding and eye-opening to people around the world. 
Um, but it, it is a prime example of how um, how we can live our pagan lifestyle in... And it will be reflected in our music, but our music is not the pagan lifestyle. Right. Uh, Waiting for mm-hmm. John Barley is another good example of that. Well, yes, it's heavily pagan in its theme. Um, and references. And references. Um, however, it's something that's going to appeal to, uh, it does uh, appeal to a lot of people, whether they're pagan or not. Because they like the blues. Uh, right. Before before you tell me the story of, uh, of the song, I want to ask a question. And if I'm overstepping, I understand if, if, if you Uh-oh. cannot answer. But, but is David also pagan or, or you don't know or is something I should ask him directly? Well, um, David is a very, very private person and would probably prefer not to answer that. Awesome. Um, Got it. So, yeah. so tell us, Brad, the story behind uh, Waiting for John Barleycon. Um, the, the theme behind Waiting for John Barleycorn is heavily influenced by the Vodun traditions which really go back to the worship of Yomanja and the Orisha and the West Africans. Um, it really took hold in the Caribbean uh, and in South and Central America, uh, a little bit in Mexico as well, but more South and Central America than, uh, than up in Mexico, I think. Um, however, the the song is really it, it it starts out talking about Papa Legba. Hush now Papa say Honor come in every way and Papa is is not really as his energy is much more gentle in many ways than the barons and so he's he comes to you almost as a father yeah the man child born it's like he's very very yeah there's that gentleman right in the first verse but then then you have the influence of the Obeah man um, coming in to bless your field, to bless your crops as they grow. That's the second verse. Right. So um, the the whole thing was basically to honor the Vodun tradition. Yeah. And Beautiful. Talk about and then, yeah, and then when you bring the root workers in, then mm-hmm. then the song gets goes into the counterpoint. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with Opal. And, and yes, I want to emphasize and, and kind of like jump on the bandwagon that um, those traditions are not as big in Mexico. And it's so funny that you mention it because there is a lot of people. This has happened to me more times than I can tell that people assume because I'm Mexican, I practice uh, Santeria or Burum or Hoodoo or 
some of that. And I'm like, no, that is in Mexico. People fear, people fear it more than they understand it. And because of that, it's not as big as it is like in South America. Brazil is like, woof, it's huge. And uh, talk about synchronicities because in February 26th, uh, almost a month from, from today, we are going to have actually uh, a guest on the show whom I know to be the only Spanish-speaking Latin American uh, priest of some of those traditions. There are not very many, you know. No. And so it's, it's pretty interesting. So we are going to go ahead and listen to this beautiful song and learn a little bit more about the tradition. And we'll be back with more here on Lunatic Mondays. Hush now, Papa say, honor come from everywhere. Back in 
barley Pagans Tonight. Pagans unite on Pagans Tonight. Many paths, one network. For over five years, we've been the place to connect with the best, brightest, and most trusted voices in the pagan world. Every night is Pagans Tonight. And we're back here live on Lunatic Mondays, Lunes Lunaticos, the very first and only bilingual show, Pagans Tonight Radio Network. And let me tell you a little bit about the shows that are upcoming. Um, I was talking already about Adam Isleyvu coming on the 26th of February for folks who speak Spanish. And he's going to be talking precisely about uh, the African diaspora traditions, uh, Candoble, Spiritismo, Umbanda, Buru, Huru, and all of that. Uh, but coming back to January, on January 29th, we will have Reverend Narda Yagai in Spanish talking about interreligious respect and the dialogue that needs to happen not only with other religions but also within the neo-pagan traditions and religions so that is going to be a very dynamic and important show <coughs> i'm sorry i don't know where that comes from <laughs> on february 12th we will have santi alarcon from colombia talking about numerology also in spanish and as i said on the 26th aramis libu talking about the African diaspora traditions. For those folks who speak English, on February 5th, we will have Nancy Vedder Schultz. She's an author, and she will be talking about her book, The World is Your Oracle. And we also will have Kari Torin doing her uh, rune readings live on that night and talking about runes. So that is coming up on February 5th. And on February 19th, we will have Phyllis Kurut, a very well-known pagan, a long-time pagan activist, and obviously a priestess. And she's also going to be talking about her new book. And we are very happy that she is going to be here on the 19th of February. And on March 5th, for those folks who speak English also, we are going to be talking with Chris McRyan about mediumship about talking to the ancestors on a mediumship way he's an expert he's been doing that for a while so those are very interesting shows that are coming up uh, for folks who speak English and Spanish uh, every other week our shows are completely in English in one week and then completely on Spanish on the next week with yours truly conducting both of them um, 
Lunatic Mondays has a Facebook page. You can follow us there and then you can just go to the drop menu and look for events. And they are all listed there on the events section of Lunatic Mondays on Facebook. And we also have a iBox channel where all the shows are already edited and they're all together on the same uh, place. And also I have them all on my website. So if you go to my website, uh, com, and you go to the section that says news and podcasts, you will see all of the shows archived from the iBox channel. And obviously our home, Pagan's Tonight Radio Network, also has every single show archived there. So all you have to do is Go to Pagan Tonight Radio Network and go to the archives and you will find not only Lunatic Mondays, but you will find every single show that has been aired on this radio station. Um, and please go and like our Facebook page and follow us and that way you can get the notifications from all the events and all the shows and all the guests that are coming in the upcoming weeks. But without further ado, we're back with Brad and Teresa. Brad and hello, Teresa. hello. Hello, I how am, are you? I am awesome, and yes, I did get at least some of my, my plants watered. That's awesome, one thing that's that, great. If you, as, uh, one thing about our neck of the woods, now today is not a good example with the blizzard that we're having, but right around the end of January, in time for um, February's uh, celebration, candle mass, in bulk, whatever you want to call it, we get a uh, we get a, a a frost. It warms up, and when that happens, I plant some of my bedding plants for the uh, to go out in the yard. Mm-hmm. So I've been ready for that. I've been mixing up my soil and and getting seeds that I harvested from last year. So that's one way that I. Look forward to spring. Yeah, the days are, are, are getting longer, noticeably getting longer. Right? Um, yeah, you know? I don't know. Sometimes sometimes I get a little scared because, like, here in Chicago, we had that minus 24 on January 1st, and then today we had, like, 50s. And it's yeah. a little bit scary because of the climate change and the global warming and all this crap that we humans are doing to the earth. Uh, but at the same time, of course, I'm not going to deny it's pleasant to have 50s in January. But it's really yeah. scary at the same time, you know. Where For it folks makes... that don't know and, and for folks that might not remember, where are you in the world? Where are you located? We're in Menominee, Wisconsin, which is just west of Eau Claire. It's actually close. Well, it's almost halfway between Eau Claire and Minneapolis, Minnesota. On the I-94 corridor. Okay. So we are up. All of this, all of this time, I'm sorry, I interrupt you. All of That's this right. time, I've been thinking that you live in Indiana, and I don't know why. Because we did so much in Indiana. We ran into you in Indiana a that, lot. That's where we met, was at Fort Wayne. Ah, so I'm not that crazy. No. Well, that's debatable. Not completely. 
that's debatable. Speaking of Indiana and and for Wayne and all these wonderful events that happen uh, in the beginning of the summer and then throughout all the summer, everywhere. Is Bad River already being booking for doing events, or are you still kind of like taking it slow? And are you going to keep local? Are there any plans already happening? Um, there are plans. Uh, we're, we are going to be going back into the studio and recording. Um, we're looking at uh, – we're not doing any bookings right now. But we are going to be recording and releasing the songs that we do. Uh, we're still still forming as a band, Laura. Uh, so we're looking for a good kit drummer. <laughs> and trying to find a good drummer is like trying to nail a pie to the wall. So yeah, everybody wants. <laughs> everybody yeah. wants. Everybody to play wants guitar. to be a guitarist. And trying to find bass and bass players and drummers is, is difficult. So you know the the things the things are still forming. Um, I don't see us touring. Um, that that doesn't mean we won't be doing things. Right, but that would have to be very specific. Laura, again, back to global warming. The storms that are coming. There's been a huge difference in the ten years that we spent on the road. Yeah. The storms became much more unpredictable, and and more violent. There are two festivals that it it, it seems to always rain. <laughs> devastating. <laughs> devastating storms, storm-line winds, floods. Um, the, there there are two festivals that you can practically set your watch by. <laughs> They're going to get hit by weather. Yeah. Uh, and, and we've played both of those festivals. Be prepared for the weather. Yeah. But we don't have to do yeah, that anymore because... We're we're not touring. I can I can watch the weather. Oh. What we're going to be seeing in the future with the festivals, I think, is people going to the smaller festivals, the more intimate festivals, um, taking a weekend, four days a week, and and, and getting to know the pagans from their area. Uh, we're going to find a lot more of that, I think than the great big national things um you know and it's it's uh it's going to be much more intimate and quite frankly i think it's going to be Healthier. much more uh much more magical yeah i agree that um you know keeping things local and and that's how you create community you know you sit around the band and just listening and just jamming and dancing and Next yes. thing you know, you're a BFF with a pagan that lives five, ten miles from you. And, exactly. You create and that's how it works. You create a community through shared purpose. Mm-hmm. Shared purpose. Speaking of community, um, asking you, and this is kind of like personal, there's no music related as much, but okay. do, you, do you practice alone at home? Do you practice with a group? Do you have like a group study, a coven, a sorority, or any of that? <laughs> or Already. Yes, I look good in a skirt and a very tight sweater. Um, I don't doubt that, honey. <laughs> you have a wonderful physique. What will be the problem? <laughs> you flirt you. Um, we had uh, uh, covens for years. 
we had training covens for years, and we are just practicing uh, ourselves now. I mean, you know, all of those students have grown up and they're doing their own thing, and we're kind of doing that too, which is how we got into the band, <laughs> how we got into doing music anyway. The way the way that we continued on our path as teachers and leaders was through music. And we can use music uh, to to hopefully inspire the community on a larger level. But I'm not sure if that was a question Laura was asking. Where do no, we play? but I <laughs> but I had a great answer, and okay. and yeah. So where are you going to be playing next? Uh, well, like I said, we have no. Bo- well, what kind of playing are we talking about? Aha, mm-hmm. uh-huh. playing with magic. <laughs> <laughs> well, in our basement, and I just sent you a picture on Messenger, um, in our basement we have a studio. Uh, you can see that I, I my drum kit, bass, couple of guitars, space heater because it's cold down here. And my Hammond organ. <laughs> yeah, nope, nope, the Hammond organ didn't make it in the picture. Oh, okay. A um, couple of different sound systems. So because we have, well, the drum kit, if anybody wants to drum, and you know, jump on, just yeah, have fun. But we're kind of the place that people come and hang out and we, we make music. Well, um, but that doesn't mean that we're, we're going to only do that. You know, the the point is, for me, writing the music is very important. Mm-hmm. For me, making the statements, whether they be um, from a pagan standpoint, um, and by that I mean a religious standpoint, um, or lot, from a political standpoint. I was going to say, you write a lot of songs that are political and that are about social justice. Yeah. Yeah. And ah, that's because a, they go hand in hand. Um one thing that that has just been I've been beating my head against the wall with is what's going on with DACA, mm. and uh, you know it's just a travesty the the way that that the Dreamers are being um, are are being treated. Uh, it's it's frightening to see, and that uh, needs to be. A- yeah. I was going to say, don't even get me started, because... (laughs) (laughs) That's a whole other show. Yeah, Yeah, Laura, I think you might have a perspective on that. Well, the only thing that I would like, if I may, um, Mm. yes, it's it's terrible what is happening to these kids that were brought here by their parents, and and what, what I see happening... And I guess this is a good forum, if any, I have this one, to say uh, part of the people who are being activists and are trying to help the kids from DACA, they are probably not being conscious that they are also almost uh, demonizing the parents. So when we say those kids were brought here, they didn't ask to come here. They were brought here when they were kids, and this is the only land they know. Yes, that is true. But let us not forget that the parents of those kids came here and brought their kids because in their country they were being assassinated, kidnapped, killed, 
uh, tortured, murdered, and they were dying of hunger. And the parents also came here to get out of a very dire situation. So this was it, to be it, a safe. It boggles the mind. It boggles the mind that a country that was built for and by immigrants yeah. will welcome any immigrant asterisk as long as you fit the visual of certain color, certain demographic, and certain size. Oh, oh, no, no, baby. No, no, no. no, no. no. As long no, as your no. color is green. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it all has to do with money. I mean, there is nothing on the Statue of Liberty that says, give me your white people. Now, Brad's mm-hmm. son, Brad's son has got to be one of the smartest people I know. I wish he could be paid just to think and write. <laughs> he is remarkable. He's an amazing man. And one of the things that he posted just really is thought-provoking. He pointed out that when you look at the women's marches, you're seeing a lot of affluent white women in hats mm-hmm. who are pushing forward their own agenda. For a movement to be truly effective, it has to be a movement of the people who are being affected. Now, the people that are being affected, if they come forward, that's admitting guilt and setting themselves up to be arrested. Which is what is happening. When, when, when the dreamers just gathered, the, and I'm, I'm, the whole thing just escaped me, but a whole number of dreamers came together to protest something recently, and they blocked off the entrance to, I, I cannot remember, it was, it was City Hall or something. Um, that was incredibly brave. It, yeah, I mean, that's the kind of bravery we need. And, and and I really don't want to take away from the women's marches who are raising awareness. But, again, oftentimes these are affluent white women who have their own agenda. And the agenda yeah. might be social justice. And, and, and oftentimes it is social justice. Mm-hmm. But I just want that point to be made. Yeah. It's still color and class. Yeah, and it has to be for all kinds of women, even the women that don't have a vagina. Yeah, you know, and 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 ninety percent of my friends are queer or trans or non-binary, and I really cannot even believe that there are people within the pagan community who ostracize our sisters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I, it really I, is awful. Well, well, that's yeah, you know my. Granted, you have to take it on on an individual basis, and or look at it on individual bases, and also contextually. But our religion is about responsibility, self responsibility, at its core. It's also about acceptance and 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 defense of each other, inclusion. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, that's why I I love you guys so much, and I love your music so much, because 
as I was saying, you know, you talk about politics, lad, and you talk about religion or your beliefs, but because you cannot separate them both. And even though we don't have any religion to dictate the politics, our religion happens to be on the side of justice. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, and you cannot not be, in my opinion, in my very humble and personal opinion, you cannot be a pagan or neo-pagan and don't fight for the rights of everyone to exist. It really boggles me. More than that, it irks me, it angers me that I've seen a lot of pagans and both the Spanish and the English uh, speaking communities uh, fat shaming people, uh, especially right now, because everybody's like all hang up on their New Year's resolution and there's a lot of fat phobia out there. And I'm like, how can you be a priest saying that the goddess love you? Uh, but again, that little asterisk, so long you're, you know, 120 pounds and five six. Like, this is ridiculous. We all exist, and we all are an emanation of the divine, so you cannot be exclusive. We have to be inclusive of everyone. Everyone. Laura, do you remember the song that we did as Murphy's Midnight Rounders um, called Wreck of the Modern Pagan? Do I? We play it all the time, honey. (laughs) One of the things that when when we're on stage and doing that song, one of the things that I do in the middle of that song is I say that every tradition is sacred. Now, every tradition may not be safe from our brand of humor, but every tradition is sacred. And if you look at the at the lyrics to the songs, I don't put down, I did not put down any particular um, pagan uh, pagan philosophy or sect. Tradition. I've just poked fun at the special snowflakes. <clears throat> yep. And but I, I understand the song, and I love the song, and I understand the song to be tongue-in-cheek precisely to those who want to be exclusive. And I don't know if that's where you were going with the song, but that's how I see it. And that's why I love it, because uh, a little bit of my, uh, a little bit of why I got into communications within the pagan community is because I was told at the very beginning of my practice as a Wiccan that I shouldn't include the aspect deities because, and I quote, and I quote, I don't know who you are learning with. But the Aztecs are not Wiccan, and if it's not Celtic, it's not Wiccan. And that broke my heart, because I'm like, who are you to say how I communicate with the divine? And that's the... You don't get to know my God. I'm, I'm so thankful to that person. I am very thankful to that person, because they solely push the engine for me to be in communications and be involved in the pagan community, and here we are. <laughs> so thank you, person okay. who think like that. That's, that's why I love positive, Rick of the... That's Go putting ahead, a Brad. positive on it. But, you know, we if we are going to come before the goddess in perfect love and perfect trust, perfect love automatically assumes 
that you that you are going to embrace that. But perfect trust automatically assumes that you are going to be truthful with yourself as well as other people. Therefore, if you are coming before the goddess in perfect trust, in perfect truth, you are willing to say, you know what, this is my tradition, warts and all. Yes, there are yep. some anomalies, but this is how I believe, and this is how I honor the goddess. Mm-hmm. Be exactly. willing to mirror and laugh at yourself. Exactly. So going back to the music, because I really want to know, um, Be Free is one of the newest, songs and and there's a lot of that song (laughs) (laughs) so so tell us i mean i'm gonna be i'm gonna play devil's advocate and be naive here where do you get the inspiration where do you get the inspiration for be free (laughs) i have let's see how do i put this Um, the heart of a priest and the soul of an activist. And so I'm going to put it into those terms. Um, There is way too much that's going on in in and outside of the pagan community um, that we need to be aware of. And we were not aware of them when we were younger. We may have had the activist's heart and willing to go out there and do stuff, but we really didn't know what we were talking about. <laughs> um, so it was all on uh, all on emotional energy. Um, but we can change things. We can change the world, and we can look at ourselves. And yes, it is going to be a fight. It is going to be... Uh, it, it's not necessarily going to be pretty. Uh, in the in the uh, in the chorus, it says, "Looking out toward the light, coming to us from the other side, sound the galler horn, winged Valkyries in flight." Yeah, it's going to be a battle. We can't um, we can't assume that it isn't, but we have to assume that we are going to stand up and and defend what we believe. Um, too many people are willing to look at us. Too many people, people in our culture, are going to are, are willing to look at us and say, "You guys are idiots. You don't believe the way I believe. Therefore, you are wrong." And that's what the first verse is talking about. Everybody says, "You're living in your head. The world is such a mess. Are you so blind you cannot see?" Open up your eyes. It's time to realize that what you fantasize is causing our polarity. We don't want to cause that polarity. We want that we want that inclusion. We want that balance. We don't want to polarize or exclude people. But now Beautiful. I'm ranting. <laughs> I love when you're ranting because I know the passion and the love that you put on your song. And talking as as pagan, as activists, as women, as a minority. Uh, just to remind people, yes, there's going to be a fight, and everybody fights from a different perspective or from a different place. 
because when we were talking about activism on uh, Pagan Pride Day here in Chicago a few months ago, uh, mm-hmm. we really made a point to tell people, don't out people why they are not going to the march. If there's an immigrant march, and that goes with what Teresa was saying earlier, if there is an immigrant's right march happening on your community, don't ask Mr. Juan Vega, why are you not marching? Or don't mm-hmm. tell your cousin, hey, I know you were part of DACA. Are you going to be deported? Don't out people. People will be fighting from their own places. Same yes, as with right. the gate rights and stuff like that. Uh, I know firsthand a friend of a friend who posted on a friend's wall, how come you didn't go to gay pride? And he's like, because uh, my family don't know I'm gay. You know, <laughs> so... Yeah. As activists, if that ended up on the news, be ostracized. Yeah, and that's something so we have to be have careful. To Indeed. I mean, you know, but we as a culture aren't there yet. We we can support individual people. I would much rather support it as a culture. You mentioned minorities a second ago, and the only minority, Laura, is human. And that's mm-hmm. how we need to stand together. Awesome. So inspiring, guys. Uh, we're going to listen to Be Free. And we're going to come back with more here on Lunatic Mondays. We'll be okay. right back. Says, you're living in your head The world is such a mess Are you so blind you cannot see Open up your eyes It's time to realize That what you fantasize Is causing our polarity When I was just A boy of 21 I thought I was too young To change the world around me I'm older now And I've worked behind the plow now that I know how, I've decided to be free. Looking out toward the light, coming to us from the other side. Sound the gallery horn, wing Valkyries in flight. Everybody says that politics is dead, religion is at best irresponsibility. What they say and what they mean are totally different things. One protects the dream and the other authority. Send a message to the wise, self-addressed and personalized. Stand up and criticize for all humanity. We've got to recognize the truth they cannot hide. That somewhere down inside, we're all longing to be free. Looking out toward the light. Valkyries in flight. 
religion is at best irresponsibility. It's time to organize, and you can believe truth or lies, but we're going to live our lives as a strong community. Looking out toward the light, coming to us from the other side. Time to gather horns, bring Valkyries in Listening to Pagans Tonight. Pagans Unite on Pagans Tonight. Many paths, one network. For over five years, we've been the place to connect with the best, brightest, and most trusted voices in the pagan world. Every night is Pagans Tonight. And we're back here live in Lunar Lunaticos Lunatic Mondays, the very first and only bilingual show for Pagans Tonight Radio Network. And we have Brad and Teresa. And we just had a very intense, <laughs> we just had a very intense, just to remind you all, at 9.30, we will have Carrie Towering uh, coming to our show. She's going to do the room reading for the week live. And uh, after that, I'm going to be doing the tarot reading for the week. So these are, you know, happening every week. Uh, we have on Spanish also a collaborator that does um, astrology. So we're very pleased to have all these wonderful people collaborating with us here on Lunatic Monday. And uh, Brad and Teresa, I wanted to ask you a question that is also a bit personal, so you tell me if you want to answer or not. Uh, But being so passionate about human rights and activism and politics and all that, how do your family take it? Is your family okay with you guys being so vocal? Or are they, uh, do we have that little... (laughs) <laughs> Uncle Tom, uh-huh. you know, uh, speaking of the song Same a little question. bit. Uh, well, say Laura, that again, please. Great question. Well, Laura, my mother. Talk about your kids and you, your mom. Yeah, my mother toured with us for about three years. She played washboard, um, loved having her on the road with us. She got more attention than the rest of the band yes, put together. All of us. Oh, my God. She had groupies. <laughs> my mother was adorable on stage. In her top hat and her washboard. She's in her 70s and getting hit on in bars. Awesome. Um, my my sister has never missed a local show. If we're playing within, well, like I said, we live about what an hour, an hour from Minneapolis, St. Paul. Mm-hmm. And and my sister, even when we play on the far side of Minneapolis, she has never missed a show. Same with my nephews, her children, and my children. Um, my bo- both of my parents were orphans. The only family that we have is each other. So we're pretty clannish, and 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 my family has been very supportive. Um. Yeah. <laughs> now my children. <clears throat> um. <laughs> I have three children, one of each. <laughs> Uh, I have my oldest daughter, uh, who is, uh, she doesn't really go in for activism. Uh, 
Or bars. Or bars, for but that if, matter. But if we're doing an afternoon thing, Hannah comes with, with the yeah. kids. Hannah brings kids. Uh, my youngest daughter is uh, is down in Florida, and she she lives down there. So, um, you know, it's it's not like... Now, if she and I were to talk on the phone and we were talking about social justice and and so forth yeah she would she would be totally down with that um it's like you can take the girl out of the ghetto but you can't take the ghetto out of the girl she'll mm-hmm. roll her neck with the be- with the best of them um my son is an activist <laughs> and uh and uh is uh, quite vocal uh has quite a presence uh in the Minneapolis St. Paul area um, and I'm very proud mm-hmm. of the activism that he uh, – I, I support that activism. So when you ask about mine, uh, if that's any reflection, then, yeah, I've, I, I would have their support. They might not always agree with me, but they're going to understand where it comes from. And have a great deal of fun debating it. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah, Laura, do you remember seeing the – Marches that closed I-94 in Minneapolis. They shut the interstate into downtown. No, uh, not 94, I, 34. Or 35? Probably not. That was about a year ago. Yeah, that's, that's our Caleb. Yeah. Caleb was part of that. That was that was my son who was part of that. Caleb. Awesome. Um, <laughs> sure, I'm off the Yeah. So, um, and I know I, I kind of play with the with the words, but who is Uncle Chronic? Now I have to ask because we're going to listen to that song uh, okay. and I want to know. All right. Do you want to know about the song or about the person? Both. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, we had this friend in Minneapolis. He was an old radio guy. And he... Uh, decided to quit radio in Minneapolis uh, and go out to Colorado uh, to uh, grow uh, medical marijuana. Have a pot farm. Out in Colorado. And he said, Murph, I'm going to do radio spots. Write me a jingle. So the way it started was as a as a 30-second radio spot. <laughs> kind of morphed into a song. Now, his, his nickname is Chronic. So that's where the whole thing came from. Well, but my <clears throat> kids called him Uncle Chronic. Uncle Chronic. Yeah. <laughs> that is fantastic. <laughs> Immortalized oh. Uncle Chronic. That is so yeah. awesome. Uh, looking forward to hear how you're going to immortalize me, Murphy. I'm just kidding. I'm... <laughs> I think Uncle Chronic was the first song I learned bass on, learned yes. to play bass on. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. I am really, I want to share with the people because this is just a riot. And, um, and, and I have a couple of callers in queue, and I don't know if there are people who want to say hi or if they are lost. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna play Uncle Chronic and I'm gonna go screen those calls and we'll be back in about two and a half minutes. Okay. 
awesome. Conditions bad, now I'm feeling rough. Pick me right up, show sure no. Just put my chucks on, step out the door, head on down. Ain't no other place to go for my medicinal toke. Come on down, see Uncle Chronic. Whatever you need, he's got your tonic. It's better than hydroponic, medical grade and supersonic. Aches and pains and feeling cold. Eyes gone bad and getting old. It's not your daddy's Acapulco gold. Lamb's bread and Juliet. Godzuki and train rat. Rare stuff coming in by truck. Alaskan thunderfuck. White widow and blue moonshine. Resident badass and oh my. AK-48, it's gonna make those symptoms go away. Come on down, see Uncle Chronic, whatever you need, he's got your tonic. It's better than hydroponic, medical grade and supersonic. Aches and pains and feeling cold, eyes gone bad and getting old. It's not your daddy's Acapulco gold. Anyway, 
I can't believe that you actually played Uncle Chronic on the air. Do you Why know not? that that is, is time that it's received airplay that I'm aware of? No, 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 no. No, it's not? No, some some uh, uh, podcast out east, it's all about uh, activism for marijuana. They picked it up. Oh, that's right. I don't remember That's the name right. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. Yeah. You so, know, you, guys, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that's all right. Brad gets very, very nervous about the song Uncle Chronic. I tell him he shouldn't worry about it as much. The song is entertaining. It is not politically correct. We only <laughs> cuss in the song once. Once. But it is about marijuana, but it's also it's a song about medical marijuana. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you both know I don't partake. I don't take it medically or otherwise. Uh-huh. However, being a Mexican from Mexico... I am, and I'm gonna. I can't believe I'm gonna say this live on the radio. I am a hundred percent pro legalize everything. Legalize marijuana. Legalize coke. Legalize meth. Legalize everything. So look at what legalize. And but I'm gonna tell you why. I want it all to be legal, so my people can stop dying at the hands yeah. of the cartel. Yes. Oh yeah, Laura. Horrible! It is horrible what's happening, and 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 it's like the Mexican government has given up. They cannot control the streets, and they have just they just they want one cartel to come up on top so the bloodshed will stop. Yeah, I believe knowing Mexican, knowing Mexico, and knowing the dynamics, and here I am just given my opinion, mm-hmm. um, they are all scratching each other's backs, and unfortunately, who is suffering is the people. Uh, because the, people. the cartels the cartels have built churches and schools and uh, centers for the poor, and we all know that's how they wash their money, and they also grease a lot of hands. And they also right. grease the hands of the church. And I'm talking about established church religions in Mexico. It is awful. And, and, the if, it becomes, and if it becomes legal, their little uh, playground will disappear. And I am That's all right. about that. Yeah, um, yeah. Looking at it from, uh, from another standpoint, Laura, um, one of the big arguments in the United States is that there is there has been no long-term study uh, on on legalization of drugs, uh, especially marijuana, is what they were talking about, uh, to prove its uh, its benefits. And uh, then it, it came out a few years ago that Portugal. Uh, had legalized it 10 years before that, and crime rates went down. Um, there was no increase in uh, in uh, people becoming addicted, and they legalized everything. Yeah. They legalized everything. Heroin, you could buy it anywhere. Marijuana, you could buy it anywhere. Okay. Cocaine, anything. 
and it, it's all legal, and they have not seen the increase in crime that we have been told is inevitable. And again, the overdose rate. Went the down. overdose rate went down. Well, of course, because when you when you legalize and you control it, then there's not going to be bad badges. Yeah, right. I don't. Yeah. I mean, that's like like we said earlier. That will be a whole another show, you know? Yeah. Because it, it's just ludicrous. Um, but you know, I, like I said, you know, I just want my people to stop dying, and not only the Mexican people, but all the people who are somehow caught on the crossfire. Uh, from all the way from uh, South America, Europe, everywhere, uh, what they're doing in Colombia, what they're spraying with chemicals, and the people in the mountains are dying because they're being intoxicated with those chemicals because they want to stop people from growing the coke plant. And that is not going to happen. People to do it. And that's what they're doing. You're killing the people just to get rid of the plant. So legalize it and then don't worry about it. Yeah, I get yeah. It it is just ridiculous, and and it is a little too much, um, you know. But anyway, we're we're waiting for Carrie. Um, she should be calling any minute now. Let me just remind her. You can call now. (laughs) Good. Kari, come home. We saw Kari last at the Pagan Pride. Twin City Twin area. City Pagan Pride. Pagan Pride. Uh, Brad has written a song called Bluebird. We don't have that recorded yet, but it's a, a hymn to hit, to Freya. Mm-hmm. So it was absolutely delightful that Kari came and stopped for us on stage. She, yeah. Uh, have you ever heard of her stopping, Laura? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, she is really talented just to bring that ancient musical tradition. And they're st- stopping guilds in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. Yeah. She's an awesome person. Yep. We love her. People get together and, and bang on sticks. Music. And guess what? Kari... What? She's here. So it was fun to have <laughs> Kari us on stage. Awesome. Kari, welcome tonight to Lunatic Mondays. How are you? Hi, Laura. Hi, everybody. I'm doing great. How are you guys? Hey there, sunshine. Hi. It's Brad Murphy. And Tree. Yeah, how are you guys? Good. We're not here to beat your time. We're here to listen to you. So Laura's going oh, nice. to listen to you. <laughs> sounds awesome. Well, sounds fine. <laughs> So we we welcome Carrie Towering as always to the show. Thank you infinitely. Thank you for collaborating with us, Carrie. It really is a treat to have you every time that you can do it live. And uh, without further ado, I give you the microphones. First of all, to, to let us know how you're doing, and then to do your reading. So the microphone is yours, Carrie. All right. Well, thank you so much, Laura. It's really great to be here again with you. It's always such a pleasure to. Hear your guests, and especially fun when I know them and and uh, appreciate their work. And um, so I've been doing really well, digging out of the snowstorm and getting ready for a lot of exciting uh, things this February. Well, f- this coming weekend we have a Nordic Women's Retreat and. 
that is uh, always really great to get together with women of all types who live in the Northland so that we can uh, uh, learn more about Nordic culture. And um, so I've got a rune pull for this Monday. And the rune that was uh, that came out is Fehu. And Fehu is uh, a rune that is uh, the first rune in the alphabet. And it means domestic animals, domestic uh, animals, especially uh, cow. And people kept their wealth in their livestock, in the animals that they kept. But they also kept deep relationships with their animals. Um, everybody had very special um, names for their their milk cows and their their goats. And in Norway, my uh, my cousins they've got big herds of goats, and they know every single one of them personally. Um, they have wonderful cow uh, cow calling and goat calling traditions. And what Fehu is really um, is really asking us to do is to look at, well, first of all, look at what it is that is producing milk for us. What What is actually um, giving us uh, the, the kind of income that we want through a joyful uh, relationship that we, that we have? It's asking us to make sure that we have relationships with how we make our income. Another thing Fehu asks is um, for us to to remember how it's 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 a daily diligence. You have to milk the animals twice a day, every day, at the same time, every day, and you don't take vacations from it. And that's why being in love with your work is so important because it should be something you don't want to take a vacation from. It should be something that you are in love with uh, doing. So um, one of the things that, of course, just came up for me this, this uh, Jan- well, January is always a time where I start getting everything ready for, for tax time coming up. And I always like to sort of, I kind of like doing my taxes because I get to list all the different places where my income has come from over the year. And because I do um, what I love so, so you know, full-time, I'm, I'm so fortunate to be able to look at all the different places that my income comes from. If it's uh, Sons of Norway in California or if it's a, a heathen gathering in Kansas or wherever it is, um, it makes me feel really grateful that I... Um, have something that I want to spend lots of time on every day. So for listeners, Fehu is asking you to to evaluate your resources and find ways that you can create more income from a joyful means. When you start doing what you enjoy, people will see your joy and they will support you in it. And that is the reading for today. Awesome. As always, thank you so much, Kari. And just 
please remind people where they can find you for either a private session or to hire you for an event or just to chat and learn from you? Where can they get your book, etc.? Yeah, so you can always come just straight to my website at karitoring.com. And that's K-A-R-I-T-A-U-R-I-N-G.com. And you can email me, Kari, at karitoring.com. If you want an appointment or have questions, and my books and my recordings are available on my website as well. So um, very, always very happy to hear from people all over. And I know, Laura, that your show reaches all over the United States and beyond. And it's always been really wonderful when I receive an email and somebody says, I heard you on Lunatic Mondays. I always feel so grateful. So thank you so much for this opportunity. No, thank you for being part of our show. And as I always say, uh, if you want runes read, you want it read by the person who wrote the book on runes. So thank you. It's an honor. It's an honor to have you on our show. And I'm going to put you on hold for a little bit because I'm going to go ahead and do the reading, uh, the tarot reading for the week of January 22nd, 2018 for Lunatic Mondays, courtesy of Tarot by Laura Gonzalez. Tendency, Hierophant. The energies for this week represented by the Hierophant are heavily charged with morals and traditions. This is the time when you become the teacher, the voice of wisdom, the channel of divinity. Are you assertive and yet flexible and unbiased? Or are you being judgmental and dogmatic? Maybe you feel that reinforcing the rules is best. However, are you a victim of your own rigidity? What to do? Five of swords. Be clear and direct in expressing your opinion and taking a position on any given topic. You don't need to argue, as this card is usually interpreted as. You can put your foot down and claim your space, rights, and position by being clear and concise without the need to be stubborn and childish. There is no need to argue with others, but a need to know and recognize exactly where you are and what you stand for. What not to do? Page of Pentacles reversed. Did we mention stubborn and childish? <laughs> well, it's one of those moments the terror repeats the same message twice just to make sure that we get it. Yes, you can reassure your position without having to be a stick in the mud. Conserve the good qualities of the Page of Pentacles without eclipsing them being an extremist. Be flexible and listen to others. Listening doesn't mean you have to change. However, you might learn their perspective. As always, I utilize the Tarot Writer White Smith, and I wish you all the best of fortune. And you can find me on www.brujalauragonzalez.com. That is B-R-U-J-A, lauragonzalez.com. So there you have it, folks. That was the readings, both runes and tarot readings for the week. So, Brad and Teresa, any feedback? <laughs> um, actually, it was all speaking to me, and I have a challenge this week, uh, in a good way, uh, from Kari's reading of, of Fehu and what she saw in the insight 
and also or, or, or her, her insights from that and also from your tarot reading um it's all speaking to uh, it's all speaking to us about what we need to do this week so thank you very much to both of you for that that's a gift thank You're you welcome. both for and and thank you all and thank you to all our listeners and Kari, I don't know if you agree, but I always believe that um, because this is a podcast, yes, it's a live podcast, but it's a podcast nonetheless. And a lot of people will listen to it probably within a week or within a month or whatever. And I always believe whenever you listen to the reading, it pertains to you. It's speaking to you, you know, to, to what you're going through on that given day. Would you agree on that, Kari? Oh, absolutely, I do. And I always think it's also very interesting how the readings that you give and that I give have some intersections. Oh. One of the things with one of the things with Fehu as well, you were talking about being stubborn and stubborn as an ox or, you know, like a cow stuck in a bog. You have to sometimes um remember when you're feeling like you're the cow and you want to be taken care of sometimes you have to flip that story and be the one who takes care of the cow you know so it's it's also kind of a reminder that that's about the relationship that we the relationships of it so yeah i think that's always kind of cool <laughs> totally and and talking about relationships the five of swords that uh, most people that i know that we're reading take it as a card of confrontation and argument and I wonder where our mindset comes from because when you are the oracle you cannot completely separate your personality from what you're saying and I choose to find the meaning of the card to be uh, standing your ground and telling your truth but it's not necessarily a means to argue you know Mm. and I know you are all familiar with tarot so I would like to know your opinion on that Anyone? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Five of Swords doesn't necessarily mean being at odds. It just means having to make a decision. Exactly. Yeah. You have a decision to make. mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we are towards the end of our show tonight. It has been fantastic. We have laughed. We have been serious. And now we became mystic. <laughs> and like always on Lunatic Mondays, everything can happen. Anything can happen. And so first I would like to say thank you so much to Kari Taring for always being uh, available and with such quality to come to the show and give your readings. So Kari, I give you the microphone to say goodnight to your audience. Thanks, Laura, and thanks, everybody, for listening. It's a real pleasure to be part of this Lunatic Mondays experience. Thank you so much. And, uh, Teresa, you've been very quiet, so I'm going to give you the microphone first. Um, She is not in the room. I think she went to water plants again. Okay, so then we will have to give Brad the microphone. (laughs) On behalf of Teresa and myself, thank you so much for the opportunity to um, come on the show, talk about the new uh, the the new band Bad River, um, to uh, to say hello to to you and your uh, and your 
listeners and Kari again. Um, you know, it, it's just just thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm very grateful. Thank you to all three of you, Kari, Teresa, and and Brad. And of course, as promised, uh, Brad, I promise you, man, we we listen to this song almost at least once a month on this show. We love it. <laughs> And and I know you cannot separate yourself from the song because it's just it has a life of its own and it's life, wonderful. <laughs> so we're gonna send you all off tonight with "Wreck of a Modern Pagan" uh, on the on the incarnation of Morphe's Midnight Rounders, which was also a tongue twisting name. Uh, but thank you all for being here tonight. It is my honor and pleasure to welcome Bad River Mining Company. See, I was able to say it without Yay! Awesome. <laughs> and uh, we all going to go tonight dancing into, into the arms of the moon. Uh, good night, everyone. Thank you all for being here. And never forget that you are loved. Good night. Plastic handles, ninja swords, and simulated crystal orbs in unread print of Ray's Big Blue. He'll teach young women what he knows if they take off all their clothes and spiral dance into his bedroom. She won't say marry me because she's a vegetarian. She's afraid it violates the reed. She only reads Fiona Horn and believes she is reborn from an ancient Pictish queen. It's fun to be a ceremonial Wiccan druid shaman. Make the rules up as you go along. I want to be a ceremonial Wiccan druid shaman. Come back in another life if I get it wrong. Motherboards and three prong grounded power cords is coming in the chat room on Yahoo. His high priest is in NYC, his priestess is in Germany. The quarters called from no one has a clue. They read their screens by candlelight, and each one does his own great bread consisting of the alternate keys. F7 scribes a circle round and It's fun to be a ceremonial Wiccan Druid Shaman Make the rules up as you go along I want to be a ceremonial Wiccan Druid Shaman Come back in another life if I get it wrong Why do people laugh his way and shake their heads and walk away When he says he's a Virgo through and through he wants to study Salima and the mystic Kabbalah, but Hebrew words are giving him the blues. He understands the Sephiroth from Kether down to Yetzirah. He even knows what's meant by 661. He won't call his tradition witchcraft. It's more like H.P. Lovecraft. All hail the Necronomicon. It's fun to be a ceremonial Wiccan Druid Shaman Make the rules up as you go along 
I want to be a ceremonial Wiccan druid chum Come back in another life if I get it wrong All he wears is gothic black and tattooed on his gothic back The scene of Jesus hanging on the cross The reference is cursory and hanging from his rosary A pentacle he says that someone lost He only listens to death metal cause he says it's spiritual He wants to play guitar like Jimmy Page Mom's patient with his attitude, her past is tricky through it. She hopes that he'll come around someday. It's fun to be a ceremonial Wiccan Druid shaman. Make the rules up as you go along. I want to be a ceremonial Wiccan Druid shaman. Come back in another life if I get it wrong. He learned his sense of history from RPGs like D&D. He thinks Gary Gygax is a god. His paladin keeps getting trounced by wizard clerics who jump out and turn his plus two arrows into mud. The magic that he learns from books like D&D and Terry Brooks he tried to use in circle once or twice. Last time he woke up in a funk in a Mitsubishi trunk Cause demons really don't play nice It's fun to be a ceremonial Wiccan druid shaman Make the rules up as you go along I wanna be a ceremonial Wiccan druid shaman Come back in another life If I get it wrong He's TOS and OTO and BTW Borneo. His voodoo priestess grew up in KC. He says his first is frosty and his second is Arthurian. His third he got while studying Reiki. He reads books by Bono with Gramasi and the Budapest and volumes signed by Raven Silver Moon. His path may seem a bit deranged, eclecticism is his game. I think he's added Baptist in there, too. It's fun to be a ceremonial Wiccan Druid shaman. Make the rules up as you go along. I want to be a ceremonial Wiccan Druid shaman. Come back in another life if I get it wrong. The Viking path's a one for him, and it's just not a silly whim. His great, 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 great granddad did it too. His songs use funny sounding words, a thousand years they ain't been heard, and some of them are written in ancient runes. He looks upon Paganistan as something to be conquered, and his horn is always filled with meter brew. He laughs at silly pagan folk and thinks he knows more than the Pope is. Mjolnir stuck right up his ass to true. It's fun to be a ceremonial Wiccan Druid shaman. Make the rules up as you go along. I want to be a ceremonial Wiccan Druid shaman. Come back in another life if I get it wrong.
are listening to Pagans Tonight. Pagans unite on Pagans Tonight. Many paths, one network. For over five years, we've been the place to connect with the best, brightest, and most trusted voices in the pagan world. Every night is Pagans Tonight. 